previously on My Best Friend's Journal. He's not the gay that I hate, right? He is the gay you hate, yeah. Oh, god damn that guy. <laughs> <laughs> mm, that's rational, logical. <laughs> you said feeling so sad and anxious. You're in kind of a dark place. I hate that for you. I remember feeling this way for a long time post daddy going to prison and Donald getting elected. And there's nothing like a sibling to not respect your time. That's like the, the number one person to do that. Cut to uh, a montage of you threatening to kill your brother in the middle of the street in New York. Yep. He's on his way to see dad to hear the news. My brother and sister still oh my have God. zero idea. After everything we've heard in this journal between my I mom forgot. and I, they don't even know there's any trouble whatsoever. Hello, I'm good. How are you? Oh, my God. I asked Cam to not scream the first word, and so he's being a real dick about it. (laughs) Five years ago, he got a book to hold my private thoughts. And now we're gonna take a peek, grab a drink, or smoke some pot. Your private thoughts read aloud. How does that make you feel? I don't remember what I wrote. This shit might get too real. Nothing here is sacred I'm haunted by my past It's called my best friend's journal Let's start this damn podcast Let's sing this theme a little longer first It's someone's favorite podcast Yes, and The world's greatest podcast Oprah's favorite podcast Hello Hi, Camel Emma Ding Dong. How are you? <laughs> Just trying a new one every week, aren't you? I am. Yeah, it's a new thing. <laughs> Except for next week. Next week, I will call you Cameron M. Shepard. Uh, no, please do not. Um, I'm well. How are you, Mike? <laughs> I'm good. You sound so very professional right now. I'm, I'm trying to keep it professional because my producer keeps giving me tech notes. <laughs> All I ask is that he not punch the microphone because I love hearing his voice. And when he punches it, I have to cut it out. <laughs> I do. I do like to use my microphone as a speed bag during recordings. And with that, I would like the listeners to know this is the very last episode of MBFJ due to um, creative differences. <laughs> creative differences. Uh, he saw himself alive and I, I saw, saw him, him dead. dead. <laughs> anyway what's your gay high maintenance ass been up to these days my high friend high maintenance that's so, okay sometimes for some things but i won't accept that as a as a catch-all term for me um well i had a lovely gay weekend my friend ryan came in from new jersey and we hung out new jersey that's not a new jersey accent what was that i just did i don't know quarter for some water for my dog that's joysy do they say that <laughs> don't think they do um <laughs> So he came, we hung out, I haven't seen him in a long time, and we... Is this a gay? Yes, of course it's a gay. Actually... Another gay friend? I have so few of them, I can't have you be mad at me every time I have a gay friend. It's important to me to have gay people around me, and you chose to live in Denver. I've got a huge studio you could share. There's a blow-up mattress. (laughs) As opposed to choosing to live in Philadelphia to be near you, is that what you're telling me? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Please anyway, continue. we uh, we had a lovely time. I haven't done the gay bars here at all, so we took this night as an excuse to try them out. And I was given recommendations on places to go, and I tried to hit them all. It um it got seedy. It got exciting. It was great. Seedy in what way? Well, did you go to a bathhouse? No bathhouses. Um, but it felt like some people thought we were in bathhouses. We oh. um started at a piano bar actually, which was very fun. It was very like. 
we went early. It was like 6.30, so it was mostly daddies um, and like much, much, much older men. Um, but the pianist was great. <laughs> Those with earlier bedtimes. <laughs> yes, the early bird special. The pianist was very good and lots of gays were trying their hand, you know, just kind of like sloppy singing. So I've got a question about this because I've yeah. never been to a piano bar before. Is this like a, it wasn't a piano bar where like there was just a musician playing. It was a piano bar where like people like live band karaoke with a piano type of thing. Like people could go up and sing. Yeah. Like Monica was... and Friends when she sang Delta Dawn. Totally. So it's the pianist is there and if no one volunteers, he'll just sing a song and play. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. He, and he, it's just like. If you feel inspired, come sing. If not, I'll entertain you. That kind of thing. I want to go to a piano bar. That sounds fun. There's nothing better than singing with live piano. It was it was very fun. Um, did you sing? I did not sing, but Ryan <sighs> sang, and that was. I mean, here's the thing: you just don't you don't sing after Ryan. Um, I oh. <laughs> I asked Ryan. I was like, "What's your what's your like go to song? Um, like, what's a song you can always crush?" And he said, "New York State of Mind." And we weren't talking about singing at the piano. We were we were at the bar, like across from the piano, not not nearby. But I screamed uh-huh. across the bar. I was like, hey, do you know New York State of Mind? And Ryan, like, punched me. And <laughs> the pianist was like, yeah, I do. So we, we shoved Ryan up there, which is hysterical, him being, like, coy to go up because he's one of the best singers I have ever witnessed in my life. He is so good. And he, Is he a cruise ship friend? No, we uh, did Soulmates together at, at, in Florida. Oh. Oh, 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 yes. And you spoke very highly of him, saying yes. he was one of the most talented people you've ever He's been on stage with. insanely talented. And we're already, like, several tequilas deep. Um, <laughs> so he goes up there, like, you know, bashful and humble, and then starts singing. And it's just, like, hysterical that he had to walk up there like he wasn't. About um, to, to like, tear the house down boots? Yes! Oh, I was just gonna say that to you! And I, that's, as the oh. drag queens say, tear the house down boots. Where did that come <laughs> from? Why, why, when did we add boots? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> But it's a thing now. It's like it's part of the vernacular. Uh huh. Yeah. I don't know where boots comes from. He sure he sure did tear the house down boots. And then after that, I was like, well, I, I would have sung, but I simply cannot anymore. <laughs> it was just so good. <laughs> um, that was fun. We moved on to the seediest of the bars. It was like a three floor situation where each floor is kind of a different vibe. Uh, the first floor, we sat down, and I was next to this man. With and I, I'm not being facetious here. He had. Like ten teeth total, probably. Oh, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but he which was... is half the normal, <laughs> less than. But he was very confident. Um, he. Oh. Yeah, he was really, really going after me. Um, he ended up buying Ryan and I food, which I thanked him for, but I made it clear that was not I was not to be purchased in that way. <laughs> um, that was money that could have been spent on orthodonture, <laughs> or, or something. Um, anyway, he, he, it was. Nice enough. Some other guy, while we're sitting there being, you know... Nothing has been more disparaging than he was... He had 10 teeth and he was nice enough. <laughs> <laughs> he actually wasn't even nice enough. He was like, really... I don't know. Every now and then he'd slip something in and I, like it was always a veiled kind of nasty comment. I was like, was that a little anti-semitic was that a little uh, misogynist oh, Jesus like, i know i was like wait did you just i'm not exactly sure what you just said but it, it, <laughs> i wasn't interested in, in knowing him further um uh-huh. next up on our list of characters of the evening was was the i'm i'm sorry man while we were talking to toothless mcgee i'm sorry man comes over and he literally just like put his hand on my shoulder and he's like i'm i'm so sorry and i was like what he's like i just i think um I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And like walked away. And then he came back and he's like, I'm sorry. I was like, what are you sorry about, kid? <laughs> he was like, I just think you're really attractive. And I was like, okay, well, I'm sorry is not the way to convey that. I don't like, <laughs> we got to get you trained. What is this? Um, he said it to me three oh. more times before we got up. I was about to say, it seems like it, you need to rise to the next level of this bar. <laughs> we did. So we, uh, before we did, there was like kind of a 
twink across the bar that Ryan thought was cute. So I went over to him and I was like, hi. And I, I brought him over. So we spent the rest of the night um, chatting with this twink. He was 21 years old and thought he knew everything. And I thought that was hysterical. And I really wrote him for it. I was like kind of an asshole. And Ryan and I were kind of enjoying it. But I don't know. It was fun. We were drunk. <laughs> yeah, that's a totally fun drunk dynamic. Like, <laughs> listen, listen, if you're going to be a know-it-all, I'm going to give you a really hard time about it. Yeah, I, I exactly know what you're talking about. So we go up to the middle floor where it's like drag queens, hung out there for a bit, finally make our way up to the rooftop. I love a multi-level situation, by the way, where every level is a different vibe. So fun. It was very fun. And actually, it leads me to my gayest moment. Oh. Gay, 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 gay. <laughs> it happened on the third floor. <laughs> third floor we we meet our final character of the evening who provided me with my gayest moment and i let him know that he did that in fact i, w- I explained to him <laughs> that i would have to use the comment he he said to um share on this podcast he uh is a urologist and so are a few of his buddies he was there a gay with. urologist that's like a little on the nose it is but like I don't know. It's it feels better than a, a straight gynecologist, a straight male gynecologist. You know, I, I was guess. I would happily go to a gay urologist. I mean, who's more of a dick expert than uh, someone who has a dick who studies dicks? Yeah, it's constantly tasting them. You know, most uh, <laughs> dick doctors don't get to lick them as often as a gay one. He knows them inside <laughs> out. Ooh, he must be into sounding then. Um, Stop it! Oh, you no. said inside. Anyway, I he did. was talking about him and his buddies all being urologists, and somehow or other, he said. Yeah, so we deal with a lot of baby dicks. And I was like, I just... <laughs> oh, can I guess that you brought up circumcision because you always do? That's what he was talking about. I guffawed. <laughs> he wasn't saying he wasn't saying he like handles a lot of micro penises. He was literally talking about baby dicks. He said he <laughs> circumcises a lot. <laughs> so it's old hat to him. I didn't realize that was the job of a urologist. I always just assumed that was the doctor that delivered the baby. Just did a quick snip snip. I, I didn't either. Um, and I still don't know if that's true. I don't know if he's just doing something completely untoward and against ethical <laughs> medical code um, or whether or not urologists Maybe he's just a circumcision specialist. Now, did this come up because you asked him about his thoughts on, on circumcision? I feel like this would be, for a drunk Michael, a very short leap. Oh, you're a urologist. <laughs> Tell me about foreskin and all your thoughts <laughs> surrounding it. Probably, but I, I mean, at this point, I was not standing straight, so who knows. Um, was he hot? Was he a hot urologist? Yeah, he was very cute. Very, very cute. Um, uh, so it was funny. Just to, now this... I need to go to Philly to get my dick checked. You don't have to go to Philly. I can I can do it right here. Here, pull your pants down. <laughs> just press Hold your penis the against camera. the camera. <laughs> I, I imagine it like a window, but I guess if you press your penis up to the camera, it's just going to go black. But I, I, I'm mm-hmm. picturing it like if, if you were on the other side of glass, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> smashed up okay i'll smash it against some glass and put the camera on the other side so i ended up having a pretty gay evening it was very fun but yeah i guess my gayest moment was like it damn was uh was the rooftop urologist did you get a free exam out of it i I wish i had a good a good witty retort to that because it feels like a really good setup (laughs) (laughs) yeah you should have said yeah he he told me he diagnosed best with his throat is he, is I don't he know from why Brooklyn? From, I don't know why he's from Brooklyn. I don't know. Uh, okay. I can't do a Philly accent. But what you can do is provide me your gayest moment. Um. Okay, so listen. Last week, I told you I was keeping it butch this July. And in that vein, we went on the camping trip I was talking about, Peter and I and the dogs. We had a great time. And I think my gayest moment out of all of it was just like grossly overpacking for camping. Like I went mm. like full, um, you know, gay on vacation and just loaded up the truck uh, with every <laughs> load um 
By the way, I was reading um, our laundry detergent the other day, and I was like, man, they really should say load less. <laughs> we need a different word. No, we should retrain our minds of- to not be so easily amused. <laughs> so much load talk. Anyway, so yeah, I just like put so much gear. I brought everything but the kitchen sink, and it was honestly really fun. I was talking to another gay friend last night, actually, about car camping. And you he have was another like, gay friend? Yeah. Okay, well, I understand the righteous indignation now. And we are starting a podcast. No, I'm lying. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was saying that like his favorite part about car camping is that literally you can bring everything you want, you know, every every luxury you can fit in the car. And so it was really nice, felt very well prepared. I wasn't mad that I brought a single thing that we packed. Um, we had a truck full of shit for less than 24 hours, and we had a really nice time camping. It was so good just to be like out in the woods, no service, completely unplugged, like sat around a campfire and just did exactly what we said we were going to do. We got camp set up. We cracked a bottle of wine, um, stayed up late, got rip roaring drunk around the campfire, just like laughing and talking and listening to music. And it was so fun. Oh my God. It sounds so fun. But like the dogs had a great time too. They got to roam around and meet some other dogs and um, like run in a field and roam around the world. Sorry. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) i'm always here for a jukebox moment um poor little fergus our frenchie is like he's more of an indoor kind of guy um he kept like wandering over to the truck and looking over his shoulder like do you want to do you want to maybe just go (laughs) maybe we should go home i like go pull him back to camp like we're doing this (laughs) by the back legs Uh (laughs) (laughs) no he's just like clawing trying to get uh that reminds me of uh fuckface amy's nephew um that's how he asks for anything. He's like four or something. Again, I don't know children's ages. He's anywhere from four to 16. He goes, um, <laughs> if he wants something, he'll say, we go home now. We go home now. It's like always kind of a statement with a question inflection. He'll be like, I uh-huh. have a donut. Um, you get me Pokemon toys. <laughs> and I really kind of like that. I'm going to start doing things that way. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. It's just a, it's a suggestion more than a question. <laughs> Uh, Fergus was suggesting that we go home um, but our girls did great Fergus also demanded to be zipped into my sleeping bag before he would go to sleep because he was a little chilly so he's not like the world's best camping dog but it was pretty sweet I love the idea of demanded just like pounding you on the head with his paw sir 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 literally what he does is he walks up next to you and just paws the blanket until you put him under it or in this case the sleeping bag until you put him in it he just will stand there very persistently and just paw it so, yeah, it was uh, uh, overall a very good time, um, slightly gay, um, only in the fact that we brought way too much shit. Uh, did you drink rosé? I had, didn't apologize for it. No, but I did drink Negronis. Um, I had like four Negronis, which is too many cocktails, oh. um, and then moved on to wine. Negronis are a no for me. I, uh, I woke up a little hungover in a tent, which is something I don't really ever intend on repeating. Um if anyone's ever woken up in a tent before, it's like no matter what, you're always hot because as soon as like if you're waking up with the sun, as soon as the sun hits the nylon of the tent, it's just like kind of sweaty. Baking. And I woke up like head pounding. I was a little baking. I was like, oh, my God, get me out of this thing. That's a bad feeling. So that was that was maybe a low point. I don't suggest over drinking at a campsite. I don't promise you'll be able to avoid that again because, again, we are going camping with kick in just a few weeks. And uh, it's important to me that you you live it up. Um, so I'll live it up. I'll probably live it up with beer instead of hard liquor and that'll make things a lot better. Yeah. Beer is definitely a better, I think I'm like sort of a beer guy. I like everything except for 
Jen. Um, but beer is just mm-hmm. always when there's activities involved, beer is a nice, easy, can continually drink drink. You know, totally. Yeah, uh, a light beer. I can't do heavy beer all night long, yeah. but I can do like a like a Mexican lager. Just sure. I could I could do that all day and all night. I'm with you on that. Uh, listen, before we get into the journal, is there any content you want to share with the folks? Uh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm watching a new show. I don't know if I recommend it yet, but um, Peter and I started watching Vikings, which, again, I'm always so behind the times. There's six seasons. It's over and done. Um, but uh, we started streaming it this week uh, because we, we really like a like a big, dense, like high production value show, you know, like a Game of Thrones or a, even like a Yellowstone or a, a Rome, like something that has like like a lot going on Downton Abbey, just like a, like hour long episodes, lots of characters, you know, that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, lots of storyline, lots of beautiful scenes, all yes. that. We were looking for like the next, whatever that was going to be for us to watch together. Um, and I found a list of like what to watch after Game of Thrones. Cause I was really craving something like that grand and, uh, Vikings was on the top of the list. Oh. So we started watching it. Um, it's good. A lot of hot dudes, a lot of beautiful people. Um, a lot of, violence <laughs> i don't know it's like a historical drama it's uh it's very good i like it it seems like it's going to be interesting and uh and, and a fun watch so we're like i don't know quite a few episodes in it was a, a nice a nice weekend binge for us i can never get into them for that reason the violence always gets like i try but it, it just becomes too much very quickly i tried a couple months ago to watch mortal Kombat because i had uh nostalgia for it because i loved it when i was a kid i used to play the video game i got 10 minutes in and i was like okay thank you very much just like so much gratuitous violence i couldn't do it but i'm glad you enjoyed you know another glorious large epic tv show you weren't a game of thrones guy yeah no, never n- not a single episode okay god it's so good i'm very excited for the new spinoff um but yeah like the, the succession that's one that you and i can both agree on mm-hmm. big hbo high drama long long episodes incredible writing all that kind of shit yeah i'm a sucker for it man but i never watch it by myself that's like a saturday night with my husband kind of show you know totally it's uh, uh easier to watch a long form dense piece of content like that with someone else to kind of keep you watching it you know there's like accountability mm-hmm. yep. otherwise i get distracted i get on my phone i do whatever uh what about you you watch anything new um well, Explained just came out with a new season. And by new season, I mean new episode. I'm oh. so annoyed. Netflix usually drops a whole season. But for Explained, they drop an episode a week, which I get because uh-huh. I think if you're in, it's always a different topic. The short form, 24 minutes of like just explaining something that we thought we knew or whatever. This first episode was on Sugar, which is like interesting enough. But I get it because if they dropped a whole season, I probably would have skipped the one labeled Sugar. You know, I would have like gone uh, for yeah the monarchy or sex or the brain or whatever sugar just is unappealing yeah so i understand why they're doing it weekly to keep you to keep people engaged um so that's always exciting for me because i love those kind of shows i know you do and i also watched um alana glazer just came out with a new movie false positive it's a horror oh yeah it's also she had her baby oh she had the baby yeah she just posted and said uh, a picture of her breastfeeding and said she's been doing it for three weeks so apparently oh she's God. she had a baby like three weeks ago two of my friends both just had babies as well hello welcome to the world oh. owen and Luis. um it's baby season it is baby season uh, the movie false positive um i love alana and i'm happy to like i don't know watch her do all kinds of new creative work it was it was fine it is kind of a ripoff of rosemary's baby i think that's intentional i think it's an homage to rosemary's baby the biggest difference is that instead of it being the devil that's doing the dirty work it's just like a narcissistic doctor um so they bring it to a human real level instead of like kind of fantasy um it gets like a little absurd in like the last five minutes without any kind of like 
explanation of why we got so absurd. Like, it's not, it's not very gradual. It's just, like, instantly absurd. And then there's no um, understanding why that happened. And the movie just kind of ends. Uh, which I thought... I thought it was just, like, a little underbaked. Which you've thought about some of Alana's work before. Like, you love her in Broad City. You did not love when you saw her do stand-up. Yeah. You thought that was, like, undercooked and needed more feedback and revision. Um, maybe that's maybe she's just kind of finding her way. I think she's uh, immensely talented at short form and sketch. Um, like, those short uh-huh. arcs and uh, quick wit. I think when she does longer form things, yeah, maybe just a little more. I, I don't know that Alana needs my um, professional advice. She's doing a lot better, uh, but those are my opinions. <laughs> sure, you can still, you can be a fan, but still be like not. Oh, um, yeah, you can be a fan of the actor and not be the biggest fan of all the work. I am a massive fan, and she. Uh, by the, I'll say that the movie is like not bad. I was entertained enough. It just wasn't like. I, I would always choose Rosemary's Baby over that. I would say if you haven't watched Rosemary's Baby or False Positive, watch Rosemary's Baby first. One's a classic, for sure. Yeah. Speaking of Alana Glazer, um, I'm also a huge fan of Abby Jacobson, obviously, because Broad City. Um, I have not seen her in anything since Broad City. I know she wrote a book. Um, but recently, maybe not that recently, like last year, we heard that she is like co-creating and starring in a new series of a league of their own on amazon prime video and i haven't heard anything more about that i don't think they've even set a release date and i want that no i haven't heard about it either and yeah i'm wondering where that is um but abby did do something recently like three months ago she did an animated movie or tv show i'm not sure on um netflix it was the mitchells versus the machines haven't seen it but it's also got uh olivia coleman and maya rudolph as voices and i think abby is the lead oh shit yeah it's some like Oh, fun. I don't remember exactly, but like an apocalyptic thing and her family's trying to like save the day. I don't know. It seems like a good, you know, YA cartoon. Totally. Okay. Um, well, thanks for that. I'm glad that she's working. I'm not worried about either of them. They will work for a very long time because they are very talented people. Speaking of other talented people, should we get into my incredibly rich, amazing masterpiece that was my journal from several years ago uh uh uh-huh um what are the what's the over under on you writing about watching broad city in the journal this week i don't know i don't like odds i don't really know how to play these like (laughs) these like gambler terms the the odds are high (laughs) i just like slathered on all this hand cream and i don't think i can touch a journal yet so can you keep talking for a couple more minutes just entertain me um um so this morning never mind delete 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 four and three and two and one one All right, here we are, still in December of 2016. Um, That's your fault. uh, (laughs) It really isn't. We couldn't have possibly moved faster. (laughs) I mean, no, but you are the one who said it, so uh, technically it's your fault. Fine. Tell us where we were. We're going to get through this. Um, We're going to get through this. I'm going to get through it. I'm going to get through it. We were having like a really fun Christmas. We're just like skating and skiing and making snowmen, um, (laughs) building gingerbread houses. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. No, we just watched my dad go to prison. Congratulations, listeners. We've been waiting for that for 109 episodes, so that's done. Um, and now my family and I are going to begin the rest of our lives and have Christmas. <laughs> okay. Well, it's December 23rd, 2016. Drove home with Chris after a haircut. That's your brother. Uh, we leave three hours late, and Chris is filled with road rage. <laughs> um. Yeah, we constantly, any, 
I can't. We, I've learned now. My brother and I are just on different timelines when it comes to like events. So no longer do we meet up to go somewhere. We'll just meet there because 12 to me means noon. 12 to him means four or five, uh, which gets frustrating. And uh, how, how, how is that okay? It is so disrespectful to tell people you're going to be somewhere sometime and then just like make up your own time and not communicate about that. I don't care if that person is a sibling. It is one of my biggest pet peeves. That person would be dead to me. Your brother is not dead to me. <laughs> well, we've talked about I've this before. <laughs> I've just decided like that. I know this about him. So that's on me to know that about him. That's the way it is. And that's fine. We're all going to save a lot of grief and arguments. If I'm just like, you get there when you're ready to get there and I will get there when I'm ready to get there. But I now know we don't plan. Um, we don't plan to, to go places together. We'll meet there. Okay, great. Um, does he like make flights on time? I don't know. I don't know the last time he flew. Um, he just, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Something always pops up or, or he just blatantly lies to begin with. And it's like, I'll be there at noon knowing that he's got golf until two. I'm like, just tell me you have golf. I don't need you there at noon. Tell me you're golfing first. That's fine. I it just, Chris, 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 Chris. <laughs> Thank goodness he never listens to this. Hey, Chris. Uh huh. <laughs> well, you said it took 4.5 hours to get home. That's a long time, right? Where are we from coming the city? from? Oh, from the, oh yeah. It should have, oh yeah. yeah. It should have taken about two and a half or three. Oh, well, hence the road rage, I suppose. Well, um, hence the, I mean, that's why we probably planned on leaving three hours earlier and instead left in the middle of rush hour traffic. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, your favorite cousins brought dinner and wine. We oh. played cards against humanity. Weibo had fun with them. Oh yeah. It, it, yeah, <laughs> um, they're just the sweetest. It's really nice to have them over. And Weibo is like, um, for all the talk I have about her personality, she's like a bit of a hermit. When people come over, she doesn't really want to hang because her English is fine, but it's not as easy to like have a regular conversation in English as it is for her in Spanish. Sure. And so when everyone's yeah. speaking rapid fire like myself in English, it just gets frustrating and she gets bored. Um, and she likes to kind of be the star. If she's out, she wants to be the star. Um, uh-huh. So. Uh, weird. <laughs> so my cousins are really sweet about just like making sure she is included and that like the conversation will include things that she's excited to talk about. And they've been to Cuba a bunch of times. So they bond over that. Um, oh. and it's just very sweet the way they are with my, with my battle axe old Cuban grandma. <laughs> <laughs> All right. December 24th, 2016. It's Christmas Eve. Um, Man, you are not having your brother right now. Apparently, he's being a drama queen about a haircut, and you have some colorful words about him that I'm not going to read <laughs> so as not to offend the rest of your family. <laughs> um, in hindsight, maybe I get it for like something. I think he's like trying to assert control over something since everything else feels so out of control. Um, so maybe is he just... trying to be the the man of the house? Yes, for sure, mm-hmm. um, without a doubt. But he. Which is like kind and generous, the amount of responsibility he's taken. And he did take a ton of responsibility after all the mess with my dad. He really was like in charge of most of the um, logistics of everything. Very generous. Yep. Okay, well, um, let's see here. What else did you write on this day? You said you went shopping with Tara, wrapped, drank, and played games and watched movies. How to be single and the intern. Mom is doing well, but Chris is a nightmare. <laughs> what can i say i think it's really funny how how like sibling heavy this is like that's just like such a brother thing like right now you guys are going through a hard time and you just are obviously at each other's throats Uh, i i I must give him grace because we're all going through a lot but i I don't know man it seems like if my mom is doing okay maybe we should all take a note (laughs) 
Well, okay, so, but here we are, like, oh. you can give him grace, because you can understand, like, what he was going through, but you were also going through it yourself, and didn't want to deal with him. Like, there's a lot of na- dynamics but there, and that's okay that you were frustrated. What, what we're not including here is... How many times have I said my brother and sister didn't know a thing about this until this week? My mom and I have been processing this for a year and a half. Oh, yeah. You're totally right. I forgot about that. It's a lot. Yeah. yeah he's like he's like at the peak rage about all this, whereas you've been like dreading it for a full fucking year. Yeah. We're like, were they mad that you knew? Um, n- no. No, I don't think so. We never really talked about that. <laughs> I got a call. <laughs> yes, pissed. Um, uh, <laughs> I was just about to say, like, Tara's... <laughs> All I ask is that he not punch the microphone. I do like to use my microphone as a speed bag during recordings. <laughs> I was just about to say, like, Tara's going to listen to this, like, someday on a road trip and give you a ring and be like, I still haven't forgiven you for knowing for a year and a half before we ever knew I mean, anything. I didn't have a choice. I just happened to be home when the... If I wasn't there that day, I wouldn't have known. I didn't want to know, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't yeah, really say anything about woken it. woken up butt naked butt naked i also think they understood that my dad was manipulating and lying and i probably didn't have much choice over it at the t- or what felt mm-hmm. like much choice i don't know yeah who knows give me a call luckily you're the baby i am the baby i'm so cute <laughs> all right <clears throat> december 25th merry christmas mike bing bong bing bong, bing bong. <laughs> every time <laughs> that reminds me of um so Boeing planes, they have a specific chime on their plane. Um, it's the, the seatbelt chime, and it's a specific interval, and it goes boom, boom, every time. Boom, boom. And every time I hear it, I hear boom, 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 in my memory. Lighting candles in Central Park. This woman's feeding pigeons. I should go back to my hotel and order room service. <laughs> Why'd you go straight to Home Alone 2? I don't know. This is a good one. <laughs> anyway that's all i hear every time i'm on a boeing plane some things just you know cue something in your memory something in your memory (laughs) i hate you so much all right so it's christmas day 2016 you wrote christmas day pretty fine Got nice gifts, lots of sweaters, rain boots, and cologne. Lots of rain boots. <laughs> Why did um, I get so many rain boots? <laughs> had taco bar dinner. Played. I love a taco bar dinner. Um, your aunt and uncle and some friends came over. Too much dad talk when they came. Uh, easier course. without it, of course. Over Christmas at mom's, she can come to New York City next year. <laughs> and she did. Yeah, we. <laughs> um, we don't. It is like hard to be having a traditional christmas like it feels like very you know it's just so obvious it and especially when these relatives and friends are coming over and we obviously have to talk about it because it's fresh but i will point out that that taco bar is a interesting um thing and i'm pretty sure that was my suggestion i wanted something so on christmas something so like uh-huh. non-traditional i didn't want to pretend this was normal so i was like let's do something weird as fuck and have a taco bar i love that yeah you know also like growing up we never had a like 
traditional Christmas dinner. We would do like a big lunch and then something very casual, like at dinner always. Um, like I, I feel like the food traditions were all Thanksgiving for us. Mm -hmm. Um, it wasn't like every Christmas we have the same thing. Peter's family, however, we always do like, we have a lot of food traditions around Christmas. It's just, it's funny. Like I know food is just as big at Christmas for a lot of families. It just never was for us. It's kind of how it is for us too. We've always done a bunch of different things. It just is, it's usually just something nicer than normal. You know, interesting a couple episodes ago you said you remember this christmas being like pretty good like and obviously like you're it, it seems pretty neutral the way that you wrote about it in the journal but i feel like your memory has told you like after such a bad day like such a bad day with the sentencing and everything christmas was it must have been like surprisingly not miserable i think you're right that's a good point I, maybe it wasn't a great christmas but it felt like a relief of a day compared to the worst day ever i think we sure. had nice food friends came over we laughed and played games and like there was no more impending doom it just was done so uh -huh. yeah i guess in hindsight it wasn't a great christmas but it was a better day than the last one 100 percent um on the 26th of december you waited two hours for a bus back to albany day after christmas i gotta oh go oh my god <laughs> i forgot but this is another greyhound fucking nightmare it was so Ugh. miserable miserable um Ugh. you you wrote um Feeling like I have nothing going on in my life. Claire's friends were nice. Hung out for a minute. Did your roommate, Claire, have um, people in for Christmas? Oh, yeah. I think she had the apartment to herself. So she had some friends over and had a nice little friends Christmas. Um, on the 27th of December, you had to say goodbye to Claire in the morning. She was crying. Sad Aww. to replace her with awful girl roommate. She's a nice person. Fine. Bad roommate. That's all. I'll keep going. You've said that now for the last four episodes. <laughs> I think she's a villain. Um... You had a very busy blossom shift. You got sad, but moved on feeling guilty slash sad for dad, though. I shouldn't. Nope. Don't, well, don't feel that baby. <laughs> don't feel that baby. What do I feel guilty for? That's weird. I didn't do anything. Maybe guilty um, that I feel okay about it. And I'm like, great. It's like, I feel relieved because oh. it's been so long that could produce some guilt. Maybe. Yeah. I, I can only imagine that like bird's nest of emotions. There's a lot going on in there. Um, on the 28th of December, <laughs> the, this is a year to the day from your heinous moving day where your brother was driving recklessly and, you know, other worst day of your life. Uh -huh. And I only know that because you wrote so much about that, <laughs> that, uh, that it really runs into this day. <clears throat> so a year ago today, you threatened to murder your brother in the middle of hell's kitchen, um, on, sorry, back to 2016, uh, cleaned out the fridge. Made a bunch of money at Blossom, which was great for there. Uh, Mick and Kick back late. So great to have them. Oh, oh. Reunited and it feels so good. That's fun. December 29th, breakfast with Mick and Kick was so nice. Bad improv class. Painful. Not funny. Nothing worse than feeling the pain of not being funny when everyone's staring at you to be funny. Yikes, it's tough. <laughs> um, fun night at Sam's cat-sitting house in Clinton Hill. Oh, yeah. I don't even know where Clinton Hill is. She was cat sitting for some, it was a nice little like bougie apartment. So Aaron and I went over and we had our own little Christmas celebration. We did those little, um, those like pieces of paper you write a wish on, you light them and they fly up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we scalded the ceiling. No, I'm kidding. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, we, let the, we burnt the building down. Um, you played games, drank champagne, and exchanged gifts. Oh, flying wishes and face masks. Oh, that's fun and gay. I love it. Um, <laughs> Oh, no. You wrote, now baking a cake at 2 a.m. for awful roommate's birthday with a frowny face. Oh. You're obviously, there's a cake in the oven and you're journaling at 2 a.m. I'm baking a cake now? I really, what spell does she have on me? 
she i don't know this woman's some sort of some sort of witch i don't trust her at all um want to make it clear that cam has obviously given this nickname i haven't written down awful roommate 400 times you used to be fine with me uh naming the villains in this journal yeah well maybe now i'm feeling retrospectively guilty for being an asshole to old people <laughs> she sounds like the asshole here um i've made it very clear how i feel about her i'm not gonna apologize for calling her awful she sounds like an awful roommate uh, on december 31st new year's eve oh we're almost into the last year of this journal the last year of this year oh yeah we are wow <gasps> we're on the cusp baby um Last minute party at our place after a brunch shift. Pretty fun. Glad not to leave. Sam and Aaron came with some Schmushmurtens people. Oh, fun. Yeah, we had like a very last minute. We had no plans. And then all of a sudden we just threw together a New Year's Eve party and we had a lot of people over. It was great. Love that. Oh, I love flipping the journal over. It makes me so happy. I'm a hap, hap, happy guy. I'm just, just a hap, hap, happy guy. Look at that. Right. <laughs> I just a look at that. All right. January 1st. 2017 no it's a real shame to not start a new episode with this uh, i know but we couldn't possibly slept in lovely tofu bacon brunch at home hung around <laughs> oh tofu slash bacon so you guys had tofu and the roommates made bacon i bet no i think it, we had like vegan bacon like tofu scramble oh, okay. and bacon <laughs> oh, okay i don't think I... I would have written it so kindly lovely tofu and animal fat lunch <laughs> hung around all day played drawful that's such a fun game got sad at night you saw an improv show alone was funny but sad i was alone (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) i mean i don't know what to tell you it's gonna be sad for a minute or two (laughs) Uh, that's fine um january 2nd you submitted two songs to um your old casting director with michaela oh for um Kire me mucho and the prayer. I said that because Cam, uh, this is Cam's second take. He first went queer, 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 queer. It looks like queer me, queer me, queer I am, queer I am. <laughs> Quiere me mucho and the prayer. Um, with Michaela, hope for a ship. <laughs> you put hope for a ship. Parentheses escape soon. That's all it is. Uh, slow blossom shift. Mick and kick came while I closed. That's fun. We kick kick worked like, or I guess he's going to shortly work like two blocks away. So Michaela would come as the two of us would close, and it was just like fun to hang out at the bar and have a drink. And whoever was done first would like go to the others. Felt very much like a kind of sitcomy thing. Yeah, that's a really nice like kind of New Yorky thing where you work like in the same area of town. You show up at each other's bar, just to sit and have a glass of wine. That's cool. Yeah. Back when I used to moonlight at um, Hamburger Nancy's, you remember? <laughs> I uh. do. You know, Hamburger Mary's was just on Generation. <laughs> it sure was. And as I mentioned before, the Hamburger Mary's I used to work at uh, has since closed. So, <laughs> so there's really, really no uh, no reason to continue using a fake name there. Um, anyway, that was one of my favorite things about um, working there like at, at night after a, like a stressful waiting shifts like industry people would come in and sit at our bar all of us would um go like all the waiters if we had time to like kill or i was always waiting for a bus to get home so like sometimes it'd be delayed so i'd just sit at the bar chat with my friend who's behind the bar we were never allowed to wear our our work shirts to sit at the bar it was up against policy so everyone would literally just turn our shirts inside out <laughs> you could still see the logo it was just like you know faded and backwards <laughs> 
trash uh yeah trash is right but it's it's always kind of a nice thing just uh that like that kind of like cheersy vibe of like a very comfortable place to sit and have a drink and decompress for sure i reference cheers like i've ever seen a single episode i have not i do the same because it's like ubiquitous everyone knows the vibe of cheers you get it it's like friends Mm -hmm. hanging out at someone's bar um on january 3rd um bought a flight to orlando for free disney with tara who got you free disney tickets Tara, she, um, oh, I, I bought flights for my mom and I were trying to go to Disney because her work got her free Disney tickets. So we wanted to get my mom out of the house and just to have some fun. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Very thoughtful children. So you said you bought your flight, then you bought your mom one. Uh, will be great weekend. <laughs> we also didn't um, tell her that we were buying it or that she was going. I just said, we're going to buy the flight and then tell her because she's the kind of person who'll be like, I don't know. I can't. I like just won't do uh-huh. anything. So we're like, we have a flight for you. You have to. And then she did. That's honestly really fun. Um, like what a, what a very specifically bright and cheerful thing to plan for your mom. Who's gone through a rough time. Like we're going to the happiest place in the world. Get <laughs> on board. Literally get on board the plane. Um, January 4th got, Oh, you got offer while you're at blossom for, um, this acapella tour you're going to do, which I'm going to rename um, The Dog's Toupee. You got an offer. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> you got an offer at Blossom for Dog's Toupee acapella Midwest tour. Thank God for something. They offered me a certain amount, but you countered. Gonna have to cancel Disney, but mom can go. Oh, no. That was very short lived. So okay. So actually. I had to cancel this because uh, I had to take this job. I really felt the pressure to... It was more money than I was making up last time, and I really felt I needed money at this moment. Um, so I canceled it. I think my sister and mom end up going still, but we planned like a, a rain check for a year later. We planned it again, and then there was a hurricane that weekend, so we oh, never did it. <laughs> oh, no. I hate to hear it. <laughs> uh, January 5th, great UCB class. Oh, that's um, good. Called, I, the last few days I've been saying how miserable it is and how unfunny I am. Um, you called your mom about job and the Disney situation. Uh, shopping at crowded Trader Joe's after. Honestly, Trader Joe's, just the prospect of that in New York, stresses me out so much. You always hear about like lines and waiting and crowds. Oh, wait. There's a line outside of the grocery store, and there's a line like just to shop then there's a line to check out <laughs> is if it wasn't so cheap and if it didn't have those like specific products that everybody loves it would be dead <laughs> that's why it's Trader Joe's yeah. um you said homemade sushi with Mick and Kick and awful roommate after okay listen you and Mick and Kick are the only people I know who like actually make homemade sushi you I guys have do it. used to do it do you do by yourself yeah I've done it a couple do times you make, here. Like, the good sticky sushi rice and everything I try my best actually I always um I, I'm always in charge of it when I do it with Mick and Kick um, and Michaela. I'm, in, ne- I'm never... in charge of the rice specifically. <laughs> yes, because Michaela's always like, I know how you are with your with your rice. Always so fucking precious. <laughs> like, it's never like consistent. I never make like the same rice twice. But I'm just like very adamant that I make the rice, and I don't know why it's a thing. But they appreciate that and let me do it. Okay. <laughs> do you have like a little rolling mat and everything? Yep. That's so, so we cute. bought them one time to specifically to do this. Used them a bunch of times, but then when I eventually tried to make it somewhere else without them. You can do it with so many different things. You don't need a rolling mat. You can find like a place mat will do or like even just saran wrap and something flexible. Okay. Um, you said that the dog's toupee accepted your counter offer and you said yes. Oh, shit. Excited and scared. Uh-oh, guess what? What? End of this day, you wrote, watched Broad City rerun. 
Hello, there she is. So what I, was the over-under on that? I actually don't know how to answer that question. I never know. I just know it has to do with betting. Like, I don't know what the over-under on a good bet or, like, a sure bet would be. I don't know. Over-under to me is just the nursery rhyme about how to tie your shoe. Over-under around the tree, jump through the bunny hole, and um, then we'll see. <laughs> or something like that. That is the laziest rhyme I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. And then we'll see. And then maybe it will. I don't know that that's the correct rhyme, but it's something like that. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Heard it on Full House many years ago. Yeah, it's like, is Michelle trying to learn how to tie her shoes? Uh-huh. Do I remember that correctly? Yeah, it's like the entire plot of the episode is is whose version of the rhyme is the one that's going to teach Michelle how to finally tie her shoes. I mean, man, on TV has changed. <laughs> amazing. Uh, also amazing that that still lives in your brain. Like uh-huh. that occupies space in your brain, the plot of a Full House episode from 25 years ago. Honestly, I probably watched it then as much as I've watched Broad City in these journal years. I it, uh-huh. like. It was just on after school. I loved it. It was comforting. It was it was comfort TV before I knew I was watching comfort TV. 100%. Um, all right. On January 6th, you wrote, looking for a subletter for January through March. Oh. You Skyped Hannah. Mom said dad sent a five-page psychotic letter. Oh, uh, yeah. This is the first of many. Um, oh, just like rantings from prison? Yeah. <laughs> it's very, very similar to Martin <laughs> oh, Luther King. Um <laughs> 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 letter from a Birmingham jail. <laughs> you are wrong oh, for that. that oh no. my god. Uh, well, you said like rantings in prison. It just reminded me. Like, I don't know. <laughs> That's so bad. Um, no, not similar. Oh, no. Less less uh, inspired. Um, uh-huh. Perhaps. Yeah, he is. He had a tough time transitioning. I don't think he ever overcame that. I don't really know what kind of state he's in nowadays because we never really spoke much again. He will give me a phone Uh call at some point soon, um, and that's a little psychotic, and I do get some letters too, but they're like, yeah, they're like, um, he was was cracking up a bit. Um, You said, oh, no. What? (laughs) Sorry. So your dad sent your mom a crazy letter from jail, and then you finished Orange is the New Black Season (laughs) 4. I feel... (laughs) Which I haven't mentioned, I don't think, since, like, the first episode of this podcast. So, obviously, I was like, huh, you know what I should watch? <laughs> can, I, can, I, can I get an idea what's going on? <laughs> Oz. <laughs> um, all right. Get us that last day of January, I, uh, the first well, week of January. <laughs> finishing January 6th really quick, you put oh. in your two weeks notice at Blossom because you're going to go do the dog's toupee. And then January 7th, you got your money back for the Greyhound Christmas trip, <laughs> Blossom at night. So, you got... You got some comeuppance for a for a bad bus journey. Yeah, I got my twenty three dollars back or whatever it was. <laughs> um, okay, well, we've begun twenty seventeen. We sure have. Life's looking bright. Things are great. Um, hey, you have a new you have a new job. You don't have to worry about your dad shit anymore. That's true. You're back well, to watching Orange Is the New Black. <laughs> inspiring. Um, okay, before we go, there's a couple pieces of listener mail I'd love to share. If you got the time, my friend Cam. Of course I do. I always have time for our listeners. One is from Andrew. He says, just listen to your latest episode. You guys are amazing. I've said it before and I'll continue to. Well, I uh, am never mad to hear it. So thank you, Andrew. Uh, and totally related to Cam's close encounter of the ayahuasca story kind. <laughs> I, 
I recently went to a Wim Hof workshop. It's a breathing workshop with that ends in an ice bath. And a bunch of gorgeous Russian bros were sitting in the room with me. Great to look at, but then came the stories. For almost an hour and a half, I had to sit through them, hearing about each one's goddamn experience. To say the least, they were far, <laughs> far less attractive at the end of the workshop. So kudos to Cam for oh, avoiding this it. This guy gets me. He gets me. <laughs> he, he's, he's impressed that you were avoiding it and said he wished he had been so lucky. Um, he also says, Mike, I'm from Philly, and if you've ever heard of and been interested in Wim Hof, I have not. Uh, the two guys that lead them are also from a yoga studio in Philly. Highly recommend. They're both straight, but worth the view. Fire, fire, fire. <laughs> it's a great experience. <laughs> Keep on keeping on. All right. I have to Google Wim Hof. And then one other one also directed at you, Cam. Um, this is from Kurt. He said he's excited and offended that you have discovered TJ Klune. Although discovered might be a bit strong if you scroll up in this message thread. Ooh, shit. Means he... <laughs> Oh shit! This is one of the one of our listeners who's recommended Girl, this. We get a lot of suggestions. <laughs> what? I, I, listen, they're all in a list, and I'm making my way through. It says judgy gay stare. <laughs> it is not my fault that I just now got to it. I didn't take credit for discovering him. In fact, if you listen back, I will say our listeners suggested him as an author. Um, he. I'm oh, not interested in coming to my defense. <laughs> Nope. He said, I agree with you. Um, he he is happy that you felt the same about that uh, annoying narrator, but glad that you um, were able to enjoy the writing for what it was. And he will be narrating the follow-up to Cerulean. He starts next week, and he will try not to be as shitty as the guy you hate. So that's interesting. Wait, our listener Kurt is narrating the follow-up to that book? Sounds for, like it. For audiobook? Yeah. Ah! That is the coolest thing ever. We have cool listeners. Listen, um, can't wait, cannot wait for the follow-up to that book and also cannot wait for a decent narration. Um, I would like to say that I did, I got a personal message from a listener as well about that um, recommendation. And he said something along the lines of, the recommendation for a lightning struck heart came exactly at the right time. I have a long road trip coming up and this, I quote, Harry Potter twink nonsense is exactly what the doctor (laughs) ordered. (laughs) And I have to say that Twink Nonsense is my new favorite like subgenre of poplet. I love it so much. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I, I just like <laughs> it as a phrase. Enough with this Twink Nonsense. Let's get on the road. <laughs> twink Nonsense with Mike and Cam. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, if you want more of the Best Friends Journal, you know where to find us on Instagram at MBFJ Podcast. Email us at bestfriendsjournal at gmail.com. And please rate, review, subscribe, share with a friend. We love you. <sighs> beautifully done all right i guess that does it for this week mike so until next time always remember urologists are nothing more than baby dick connoisseurs oh my (laughs) god michael (laughs) you can't say connoisseur God, help us. You praying? Dear Lord, please be be with us today <laughs> as we embark on this podcast journey. <laughs> Don't let me hire a hitman for my friend.